Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Offensive line play is a totally unnatural thing. When you're a young kid, let's say you're three, four, five years old and you want to go out, with, you know, your dad takes you out in the backyard. You know, what are you doing? You're throwing a ball. Your dad never takes you out in the backyard and says, let's get in a three-point stance. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday, which means the civilian GOAT, greatest of all time, Greg Cosell from NFL Films is in the house. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. I am realizing right now I forgot to pick winners because, well, let's just say I was out of the country for a week and I am still catching up. That is my bad. You should, however... Check out the pictures on Facebook and Instagram of uh, my family and I, our trip to the Galapagos Islands. Very, very unique. Very cool. That's Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or Ross Tucker NFL on Instagram. I am and we are on threads, by the way. So uh, I'll try to remember on Monday to have a spread the word winner via social media probably the easiest contest out there you just retweet or quote tweet or instagram comment or facebook review or any of those things for either at ross tucker nfl or at ross tucker pod then the sponsor confirmation email winners we love because the sponsors are the things that make us go and so if you guys take advantage of some of their awesome offers then they will continue to advertise and we'll continue to have a show that's Kind of what we're trying to do here. So that is awesome. Those of you that do that, any of them. Of course, DraftKings being our primary sponsor. And then the YouTube, YouTube growth has been explosive. It's been great. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. People absolutely loving being able to check things out online and check out the videos. Speaking of check things out and check out the videos, how about my dudes over at West Shore Home? I've been telling you guys about them for a month. This is the second time I've told you about them. If you are thinking, if you've ever even thought a little bit about replacing your shower or bath, like, man, it'd be nicer if we had a nicer bath in here, bigger bath or a nicer shower, like a more modern shower. Don't even think about it. 
until you go to westshorehome.com slash Ross. I cannot believe they tore out both of our old, like, 1990s-style baths and put in these beautiful, the one is just a shower, the other one's a bath shower, incredible. Check out the pictures, check out the videos at westshorehome.com slash Ross. Schedule a free estimate. To me, that's like a sponsor confirmation. So then send that to me, Ross at RossTucker.com to either win a signed press pass or whatever, or to get into the next best ball contest with me and Joe Dolan. WestShoreHome.com slash Ross. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Craig, I got to be honest with you. I kind of have mixed emotions on this one (laughs) because I am dying to hear about your trip to the O-Line Masterminds event. However, I've been invited the last several years, personally invited by Duke Manyweather, and can't go. Two years in a row, back-to-back years, my wife got me with the family trip during 4th of July week. Last year, it was an Alaskan cruise. This year, it was the Galapagos. What am I going to do, Greg? You know, it's what my she wants to do. It's what my kids want to do. So let's do it. But I really want to go to the O-Line Masterminds event. Of course, check out Greg on social media at Greg Cosell. So I guess, Greg, since I've never been there, and a lot of our listeners or people that watch us on the DraftKings Network or YouTube.com slash NFL, they probably don't know anything about it. So rather than me kind of talk about it, since I've never been there, can you just kind of describe or give it an overview first, Greg? Yeah, it was founded, I believe, by Duke Mannyweather, who I've known for a number of years. Jeff Schwartz, former NFL lineman, is heavily involved. I believe Lane Johnson was very involved in the origin of it as well with Duke. Um, but basically, the premise was that the O-line, as you well know, Ross, having played it, is not really a visible position and, and a known position to many in terms of of the process, in terms of the traits required. Um when do If you're watching games on Sunday, when do you hear about offensive linemen? Normally when they commit a penalty. Or once in a while there's a, a run play where someone says, well, look at that block by Ross Tucker. But for the most part, O-line play is, is not something that people are that aware of. You know, it's sort of a world unto itself, as you well know. So, you know, I think what Duke did is he wanted to sort of bring it out more in the open, really teach the position, get guys to understand its value deal with the details, the nuance, the subtleties that are demanded in this league, the toughness that's demanded to play this position, um, the camaraderie, the cohesion, you know, all these things go into it. And what he does is he brings together guys who played in the league. There were Hall of Famers there. Steve Hutchinson was there. Will Shields was there. Um, Andrew Whitworth, who's not at this point a Hall of Famer, but he was there. Um, And I'm missing a lot of people, Damian Woody. Uh, So he, he brings some old timers there and then there were a ton of uh there were a number of present o-linemen as i mentioned lane johnson teron armstead's a major part of it and there were a ton of college o-linemen that were there it's really helpful for them to hear guys talk about o-line play and there are breakout sessions that deal with specific things run blocking pass protection um then they have a panel session you know uh where these guys just kind of talk about O-line play and what's involved. Um, it's a two-day event. I learned an incredible amount. You know, I've been fortunate in my career, Ross, that I, I know some offensive line coaches. 
And they always tell me I know more than I think I do. And maybe that's so because I've been watching tape for a long time. But when you hear Steve Hutchinson talk about O-line play or Andrew Whitworth talk about O-line play or Teron Armstead, who's obviously one of the better left tackles in the league, it just resonates with me totally differently. Even though when I hear it, I say, oh, yeah, I think I kind of knew that. But the way they say it, it just comes across totally differently. And I just feel like I learned so much. Wow. Greg, so there, there's a lot there. Um, oh, I believe it was a two-day event. There's an awful lot, Ross. <laughs> yeah, so, well, okay, so the first thing I would say is I think you're right that, in general, the television broadcasts don't do a great job of highlighting line play. And I think they should because I, I think – a lot of the throwing, catching, and running, Greg, is a little bit more self-explanatory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some of that, like people can see that. It's like, more oh, vis- yeah, it's that more was a good catch. And visual. Yeah, it, that, that's a lot more uh, easy to see uh, for the, the the viewer for sure. I think one reason there's a couple. But I think one reason why people seem to like my color commentary, Greg is because I, I do talk about the line a lot and people feel like they learn stuff, you know, because I oh. talk to them about stuff that's going on in the line and they've not really heard that before. And it's really funny too, Greg, because it's kind of known now that O-line and D-line are probably the two most important positions after quarterback. And yet people still don't know nearly enough about those positions compared to wide receiver or running back or whatever, let alone the names of the guys, you know, I mean, they really know if they see a guy get a penalty or if they see if the replay shows a guy totally whiff or give up a sack, they notice that as well. But, and maybe it's because of the nature of the the beast, Greg, but they don't really show that often. Watch Lane Johnson, not let his guy get near the quarterback. They don't right. Because it happens so often. You know? and, and and when you do it correctly, it almost looks like it's easy. Like, oh, he's just blocking a guy. What's the, what's the big deal? But, you know, one thing that Duke Mannyweather started with when he gave his sort of opening remarks, and I guarantee most people think of, don't think about this, offensive line play is a totally unnatural thing. When you're a young kid, let's say you're three, four, five years old, and you want to go out, with, you know, your dad takes you out in the backyard – You know, what are you doing? You're throwing a ball. Your dad never takes you out in the backyard and says, let's get in a three-point stance. It's a totally unnatural thing. So, therefore, everything about O-line play is learned and practiced. And I don't think a lot of people think of it that way. You know, it's, it's, it's just not a normal thing that you do athletically as you're growing up. You know, I remember, my you know, my dad took me out in the backyard. I think I was two or two and a half years old, and we started throwing a ball around. You know, that's what kids do. You don't get in a three-point stand for us. You know that. You know what else, Greg? I can't tell you how many people, how many parents have big kids, and they don't want them to play tackle football when they're younger, which is fine, by the way. Right. But you <clears throat> never hear a kid say – they want to play on the line. Correct. And you never hear a parent say they want their kid to play on the line. Never. And right. there are people that won't even 
play when there's like a weight limit because, you know, they're, they're, maybe their kid's too big to play, you know, to carry the ball. And they don't want them to have to play on the line. I think one of the misnomers about offensive line play, in my mind, Greg, is that it's not fun or that you have to have the ball to have fun. I'll give you a couple thoughts. Number one, I guess it depends on what you're into, Greg. But when you have the ball, that's like putting a target on your back. Come kill me, okay? I played fullback for a year. The ball is cool, but the ball also right, has right. Some negatives there, having the ball. If you like physically attacking people, if you like to hit people, well, an offensive line, you get to do it every single play, uh, which is awesome. Give me some of the things, Greg, um, what, what I want to get to with you quickly, some of the things that you learned yeah, okay. and, and that you took away. Um, I will say yeah. this first. I learned while I was in the Galapagos Islands how delicious Labatt Blue Light is because they didn't have Labatt Blue Light. And I was missing and wishing for Labatt Blue Light. So this weekend, you better believe I'll be drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with my friends and family and living life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, so Greg, I'm thinking about you, and I love how you like, I know how you love nuance and detail. I can't imagine there's a position that's more nuanced or detailed than O-line. You must have been salivating hearing all of the little details and things, footwork, hand placement, things you notice on the defense, false keys, dummy audibles. I mean, I'll I'll just let you take the floor with some of the things that you learned. It's funny. I took a lot of notes, obviously, you know. (laughs) Um, But, you know, because – it's an unnatural thing to do to get in a three-point stance. Uh, and even if you're not in a three-point stance, even in a two-point stance, it's just not natural movements. The thing they start with is they say that the number one thing in the toolbox of an offensive lineman is technique. Because the other factor there, too, is is you're playing against guys who are almost always better athletes than you are, uh, with very few exceptions, obviously. Um, so everything starts with technique. And it starts with foot placement. It starts with hand placement. It starts with the timing of that. It, 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 it's how you do that you're, is the way you're able to generate leverage and power. Um, you have to stay incredibly low. And again, that's not a natural reaction to stay low. I mean, 
Steve Hutchin did, did such a great breakout session with the run game about talking about the first step and the second step if you're going to do, let's say, a drive block or a base block, um, and how it is so critical, your first step and your second step, and that your second step, you want that's the one you generate power. You, you want to make contact right after your second step and be really low because that's how you generate leverage and power. And then someone asked a great question, said, well, what if the defensive tackle is great with his hands? And he said, it doesn't matter where his hands are, what he does with his hands. If I'm lower than he is and I generate leverage and power with my second step and get into his chest, it doesn't matter what he does with his hands. They're irrelevant. Um, And I thought, you know, just hearing that was, you know, now I've been, I've been watching tape. You know, I came back uh, last uh, Saturday or Sunday and I've been watching tape all this week. And now I'm watching offensive line play, Ross, a totally different way, which is the reason I love doing these things, because now I see things in a totally different way. Uh, We can talk about pass protection as well, but I don't want to just nonstop talk. I'll let you react. No, we'll get to the uh, pass protection. I I would just say what I teach kids or anybody I talk to, Greg, is that if you don't get your second foot in the ground. Yeah. Before you make contact, you're not going to make that block. You're, nope. you're not. And so I learned as I was playing in the NFL, and I tell kids this all the time, my number one thing I tell guys to work on is getting out of your stance as quickly as you possibly can and consciously think, Greg, how fast can I get my first two steps down? Yeah. Like, don't even worry about your hands. Don't even worry about almost where those steps are. Just bam, 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 bam. Like one, two, one, two, one, two. Because if you get that second foot down before contact, you got a great shot. If you don't, you have none, none. And, and see, it's funny you say that because Steve Hutchinson said that's why he much prefers a three-point stance because he said as an offensive guard, he wanted a line as far back as he could from this from the center and obviously if you're in a three-point stance because they deal with the point of the helmet so that allowed him to be further back so he had room and space to stick his second step in the ground to generate leverage and power just before contact he said if you're in a two-point stance and standing straighter up number one you're standing straight up and you've got to be closer to your offensive uh, center because of, of, of you know otherwise the refs call you for being too far back so, you know, th- these little details I thought were absolutely fascinating, but you're 100% right. You've got to stick that second foot in the ground, and that's how you then generate leverage and power. Yeah, that's a great point. What did you learn in Pass Pro, Greg? Well, you know, it's funny. Pass Pro is what most people think about. Um, and I thought what Andrew Whitworth said to me, I, I never thought of it this way. And, of course, he's a guy who played, you know, close to 20 years, if not 20 years, um, and, you know, a savvy veteran. But he said something that really resonated with me, Ross. He said, I don't have to do anything. They have to get to the quarterback. He said, I don't, I don't have to do anything. And, and the more I thought about that, I, I started to think, you know what he's really saying? I don't have to run after a pass rusher. He's got to decide how he wants to get to the quarterback. And then I just deal with it because – you know, when I watch tape, I see a lot of tackles sort of run after pass rushers, you know, step forward, really try to go after them and get them. And, you know, the way Andrew Whitworth said that, I just like, wow, 
that is so great because they their jobs to get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, my, my job's not to run after them. They have to get to the quarterback. Um, so, you know, one thing I learned was if it, a lot of guys think in terms of speed to power, Ross. They think, hey, if a guy can beat me that I'm playing against with speed to power, then I want to shorten his space because I don't want him to be able to generate space to create velocity to win with speed to power. If he can't beat me with speed to power, then you know what? I want to create as much space as possible and let him make all his moves, you know, be flexible, be bendy, do whatever he wants. But eventually he's got to come to me because he's got to get to the quarterback. So, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't need to run after him. I let him do all his stuff and eventually he's got to come to me. So um, there's a lot of truth to that. And what that speaks to on some level, Greg, to me, is just patience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just just patience. And I will say, Greg, that that's especially the case when you're six seven, three forty-five, like Andrew. Right. And you know, you're just hard to get around. I mean, you're right, just a right. big person. I, I think probably the smaller you are, uh, the more the more you need to change up your stuff. And the more aggressive you need to be at times because you're not as wide and long and big to, to get around. But that's absolutely how someone like Andrews with his size and ability or even like a Dewan Jones who the Browns just drafted, right? right. Like he should be patient. And I mean, it, it's going to take more than three seconds to run around him. Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, was a great example of that. He's going to, you know, he's, he was the first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the best left tackles. You know, he's in the mix of the top five of all time. Joe Thomas was like that. Joe Thomas never looked like he was working hard to pass protect. You know, he just, you know, he was big. He was long. He was athletic. You know, he, he, and he played with such easy patience, you know. And, and again, he had a, 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 a trait set that was high level, but still um, – but, you know, the other thing they talked a lot about was how great pass rushers try to break the rhythm of your pass set. They try to break down your posture. Um, and that so you as an offensive tackle, you've got to change up uh, your sets to break their rhythm. So you can't pass set the exact same way with your steps, with your hand usage. You have to do different things because you've got to try to break their rhythm. Because as you well know, Ross, in this league, fractions matter. You break a guy's rhythm for a millimeter of a second, that might be all it takes, and you've got him and you've got him blocked. Well, when you're like in college, Greg, the coach says, All right, you kick step like this, then you right. punch. In the NFL, if you do the same thing every time, you're dead. You're, exactly. You're you got no shot because they'll figure it out and they'll beat you. Gosh, Greg, we could go on a lot oh, more. Ross, you um, gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk to your wife. You gotta go next year, man. You would absolutely love this. Oh no, I'm, I, I, I am dying to go. Greg, thank you so much as always. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ross. Absolutely awesome. Just like ExpressVPN is awesome. Watching Netflix like a lot of you do, without using ExpressVPN, is like going to a casino and only being able to play in the slot machines. Why would you limit yourself like that? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I know recently my wife has gotten back into Friends. 
that was like when we were in high school and college. You can watch it in the United States just by going to Netflix UK. Think about that. You want to watch any Friends episode? Netflix UK. And all you have to do is use ExpressVPN to change where the websites believe you're located. Look, there's a reason why you have VPNs, right? I just was traveling, hotels, airports. You don't want people to be able to, you need it for security. But there's also other benefits as well. Being able to work with other streaming services, YouTube, etc. Be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Do not forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Tucker to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Tuck's Takes. All right, Ross. It's finally official. The Jets will be the team featured this year on Hard Knocks. Love it. I feel like it's perfect. I'm excited about it. It's funny because I tweet this or put this on Instagram and Jets fans think I'm being critical because I said it's perfect and it's even better that they didn't want to be on it. I'm, I'm not anti-Jets at all. Not even a little bit. I think the Jets were the most entertaining choice. They just traded for Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that they don't want to be on it, I think actually adds to the intrigue. How will they treat it? How will they act? I think it makes it a little bit more interesting. So nothing negative about the Jets. I hope the Jets have a great year. They have awesome fans, and they haven't made the playoffs in over 10 years. 60 semifinalists were named for the Pro Football Hall of Fame yesterday. So I guess what jumps out to me about that, Jack, is just how many, how unbelievable it is to be in the Hall of Fame and how many good players there are. Because you look at that list, and there's nobody on that list where you're like, no way. He doesn't deserve it. No, not a single guy. Netflix's new show, Quarterback, released yesterday, which includes a cameo from someone that you know quite well and all the listeners do. So I'm on it, like, for sure? I'm, if it's not you, it's your doppelganger. I, I tried to find some way to at least pull what the What was audio. I saying? You got you to gotta cut it. You were just talking me. about how the Chargers, it was literally one. I'm only five episodes in. I binged it all last night, but it was the Chargers Chiefs in uh, L.A., and they were attacking Mahomes, and you were just like, all of the court, like the defensive lines really getting to Mahomes. It was like a three second line, but I literally paused it. It's like, oh, what's that movie? Yeah, I think uh, I Leonardo did do that game. Where he like points at the screen and whistles. That's literally what I did. I had to, I, there, but all it says is announcer two. So they didn't even give you. Oh, <laughs> so come I, on. But that, to right. be fair, that's everybody. All right, what else you got? The Bucks released their Cream School throwbacks too yesterday. You know what's funny? I do like the creamsicles, but when they wore the creamsicles, everybody made fun of the creamsicles and didn't like the creamsicles. But now everybody wishes they wore the creamsicles. And by the way, creamsicles are delicious, especially when it's hot in the summer. Good stuff. I can't believe that's already our last episode this week. Check them all out. If you missed any this week, check them out the next few days. Even Money, Fantasy Feast, College Draft, any of the Raw Sucker football podcasts you missed. We'll be back. Early Monday morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.
Never done until I give the requisite shout-outs to these companies I love because you guys are the ones that own them. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and MyFrontPageStory.com.